So, Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but Ooh. look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh yeah, Nate is the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and of course the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me. Well, that's not true. Yeah, but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever. Oh, for sure. If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, sail the seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences. And that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or your family. Heck, you may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to DizTripsAndMore.com, fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. Well, hello again and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, <laughs> gorgeous, super intelligent, very hard work working Epcot International Festival of the Arts loving wife and co-host oh, Michelle. Yeah, I sure love that. Thank you, sweetie. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode on Saturday, January 28th. 2023 it will actually drop on sunday january 29th 2023 i have the day off today that's why we're recording today as opposed to sunday uh so we just thought rather than try and either get it out to you late or you know have to rush it out uh, early in the morning um it'd just be better to get this thing recorded today right thank you for joining us today in the future you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts have the very best place to find us is on our own website hyperionadventurespodcast.com also we are on social media you can find us on twitter at hyperion podcast facebook instagram and pinterest at hyperion adventures podcast uh we do have a youtube channel we haven't done a lot with it recently but i'm telling you i have some things in the works some stuff that i still haven't discussed with michelle (laughs) so and she is the boss so i think it's gonna fly but yeah but the fact that you put it off from talking to me i'm like wondering now Hmm, (laughs) what is up his sleeve it's good stuff trust me it's gonna be good stuff that's coming to the youtube page here very soon so you're gonna want to subscribe just do a search for hyperion adventures podcast hit subscribe and you'll know whenever that stuff does happen and if you ever want to contact us for any reason please hit us up at our gmail account hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com that's right we love hearing from you if you just have a drop us a line to say hi or if you have any questions about any of our 
episodes. Yeah. Uh, if you just want to suggest a topic too, we want to know what you want to hear us True. discuss on this show. Uh, please hit us up there for whatever reason. It is a great way to communicate with us. And if you want to support this show in a kind of a monetary way, but get some good swag out of it as well, there's a couple ways you can do that. The first is to go to our Spreadshirt shop. Uh, you can either go to Spreadshirt.com and do a search for us there, or even easier, you can go to one of our social media profile pages. There you'll find a Linktree account with links to all our various different ways to communicate with us, but also uh, straight to our Spreadshirt shop. Yes, and hopefully you'll find something there that just uh, is something you're dying to have. Yep, lots of different interesting stuff in lots of different logos, lots of different colors, lots of different sizes. There's probably something there for you if you have any interest of sporting some of our Hyperion Adventures podcast gear. Right. One of the things I would suggest looking at is they have a really great size chart on each of the clothing items. And that's really helpful because um, not all, like if you're looking at a medium, not all mediums are designed the not same Not all mediums way. are created equal. That's right. Yes. That's right. So, you know, look at what the um, the size chart really describes like in, you know, in inches, the diameter or whatever you call it. The yeah. Length uh, that is a, Michelle always has the best <laughs> tips and includes at our Spreadshirt shop. <laughs> Another great way to be involved with us is to become a Patreon member of this show. You can go to patreon.com slash Hyperion Adventures podcast and find the tier that is right for you. We have tiers starting as low as $2 per month and we plan on having some great things coming for our Patreon members, including more, more, more swag for you coming in the next few months. And we appreciate all those of you who have already become Patreon members of the show. Yeah, you're the best and we really appreciate the support. Yes, so much so. So very much so. You don't even know. Yes. You don't even know. Uh, now, before we get into this week's show, we always like to take a look back at the week that was because uh, as we always mention, every single week, Every week has highs. Every week has lows. But you know us. We are the show of positivity. We like to look at the highs from the week that was. So we always like to bring up our favorite thing from this week. And when we do this, <laughs> well, we always start with Michelle because she's wonderful, fantastic, great, all things beautiful in the world. <laughs> You know she does the best research. You may have heard that in last week's episode. She has the best lists. You heard that a couple weeks ago. She definitely has the best tips. You hear that every single week. I mean, what you also hear every single week is she always has the best my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what was your favorite thing from this week? Um. So, again, you know, trying to focus on the positives. There were quite a few this week. And one of them, I, I think, is something we're going to talk about later in the show. So I, I think uh, to kind of be more vague about it, being able to spend time with you at the parks by stay and staying at the Poly, which is one of our most favorite resorts, um, and getting to have Justin join us as well was also a real treat. That was definitely uh, among my favorite things of the week. Yes, uh, the, I agree with you completely. Actually, uh, it's on my list. Uh, most of the stuff that is my favorite thing from this week is going to be stuff we're going to talk about in this episode. So we'll get to that later. Right. And that includes Kinda all of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, that includes, yeah, we had a chance to meet up with a, a great friend, Justin Monorail from the Passholder Lounge mm -hmm. podcast. 
um, and connected with him. It was good to sit down with him and have a good long conversation. And we'll discuss a little bit about that uh, in the upcoming show. Um, aside from the things that are going to be talked about here momentarily, there were other great things that happened mm-hmm. this week that are my favorite thing from this week. And probably the largest one I think was that we secured our spot at the DVC moonlight magic event right. at Epcot yeah. coming up here uh, next month. And uh, that was very exciting as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool getting that handled and knowing that um, and talking about securing things, also getting the final notification. I think it was yesterday that our um documents for our upcoming cruise have been approved we are completely legal <laughs> yeah. to be aboard the disney wish coming up here next week so all those things yeah a lot of really wonderful things uh this week for sure for sure it was a, it was a really really fun week for yeah. us and we're looking forward to tell you all about it here in our main topic of the week and we're going to get to that in a moment but first i need to tell you we do have lots of other stuff for you this week including we received more details about what to expect when tron light cycle run debuts at the walt disney world resort we'll tell you about that and this was a little bit of a surprise to me when I saw this this week. There are plans in the works to bring a Pixar fan favorite movie to Broadway. We'll tell you the details of that as well. But enough about all that. Let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. So for this week's main topic, yes, we were lucky enough within the past couple weeks, actually, to visit the Epcot International Festival of the Arts twice. Uh, and we wanted to talk about a little of the stuff that we experienced there. We figured it's early on enough in the season that we checked out some of the stuff there and especially a lot of the food. Mm-hmm. And if you had some plans coming up here to visit within the next month or so, as long as the festival's still going on, that we can kind of share our experience and hopefully uh, give you some ideas on what you might want to sample when you come out and visit the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Yeah. You know, and maybe talk about some of the photo ops too. Yeah. Uh, we did. We took several photos mm-hmm. along the way. Tried out a lot of food. They're not. We didn't nearly get into as much food as we could have because right. there is so much wonderful food to try there. But we did sample a lot, and so maybe some of these dishes were some of the ones that you might want to try, and we kind of wanted to give our impression of that along with a lot of the other things we experienced while we were out there. Yeah, and I think we tried to focus, too, on a lot of the newer dishes um, that were introduced this year. And some of our returning favorites that we've tried in the past as well. Now, I will say this going into it, um, there are going to be some things that we really, really love Mm -hmm. and some things that we were kind of meh on for a variety of reasons. And we say this every time we go to one of these festivals, and especially if you only try a dish once, um, it can change from day to day, hour to hour, week to week out there, depending on who's putting these things together, because they have to put out so many of these small plates. So if Uh, if there's something that you really, really want to try and we just thought it was kind of okay, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still try it. This is kind of more to give you an idea of like if you're on the fence of a couple of dishes and you don't, you're trying to decide and like, okay, 
maybe this dish, maybe this dish, but I can't do both. Maybe our dis- what we say about one might steer you one way or the might other a little bit. Out, yeah. yeah, that's kind of what we're thinking. And again, Hopefully. what what we love, what we think is a great dish, maybe something that you have no interest in whatsoever, and that's okay too. We right. all like our own different things. Right. Well, even among you and I, we have variations in how much heat we like into a dish, uh, salt levels, and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, uh, for sure. We just between the two of us, we will go. Sometimes we we'll, there are dishes we both have a lot of interest in, and right. other dishes like nope, that's for you. I'm going to try this one over here instead. Exactly. Yeah. Or there's some things that you like, like I'll take a bite of, but you like it much more than exactly. I do. Exactly. So and that's true of everybody. Everybody has different tastes. Everybody loves different things, and that's okay. We are the show of positivity here. We are all about the positively enjoying whatever you Yeah, want so let's talk well. food. We have got a lot of food <laughs> to talk about, believe me. We have a lot of food to talk about. So we'll start with our first trip, which was on Sunday, uh, the 15th of January, 2023. That's when we first went out there. This was just a quick day trip. We kind of got out there in the right. morning, uh, spent the good portion of the morning and a little bit of the early afternoon out there and then kind of went home. But right. we did have a very enjoyable try- time at Epcot that day, uh, checking out all this stuff, except for that it was pretty darn cold that day. It was, yeah. It I was, think it was in the 40s for much of the yeah, morning while yeah. we were out there. It was there. chilly and windy, so it wasn't like even if you got in the sun, it was still kind of kind of cold. It did warm yeah. up a little bit later in the day where I could actually take off my coat. I still needed long sleeves for most of the day, <laughs> but I could take off my coat as well. But it was a chilly day, and I know some of you out there are like, yeah, I live in Minnesota or I live in Michigan <laughs> or whatever. Don't tell me about 40s being right. cold. Right. Um, I understand, but you know that, that's the way it is out here in Florida when you're used to it being in the 80s. True. And some dishes, it can really affect the temperature pretty quickly. That's true. Yeah. I mean, the other thing to keep in mind is the kiosks for the food festival uh, don't open until 11 o'clock in the morning. So if you get there before that, you know, obviously there's other things you can do. There's, you know, some of the regular food spots that are also available to you, but um, keep that in mind if you're planning. Because like even for us for a day trip, you know, getting up there, it, it, we didn't feel rushed like we had to be there for rope drop because we knew the main things that we were going for yeah. were going to happen later. Yeah, and that's what we did. We took our time a little bit before the, the booths opened. Uh, we went into the Mexico Pavilion and did the Grand Fiesta tour right. there. We also tried, now we didn't do the entire thing, but we did our first toe in the water with the DuckTales World Showcase right. adventure. We did that mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. we were waiting uh, within the Mexico Pavilion and played the, the game for that pavilion right, there. Right. What did you think of it? I thought it was cute. Um, maybe because I'm just much more in love with Phineas and Ferb's show and connected with that theme. But definitely a lot of similarities in terms of you know how you approach it and how you get things to happen is still very exciting. And if, if you're somebody who hasn't done it in the past at all, definitely would recommend it because it is uh, really cute and you get to have things happen in the um, pavilion that only you are controlling, right. you know, that are things actually happening there. Um, and, it, and it just gives another element of 
things to look at, some details and, you know, how they hide certain things that you have to try to find. Yeah. Uh, it's all done uh, on your phone through the Play Disney app, mm -hmm. just so you know that. So if you're going to play this, uh, you know how the Play Disney app can drain your battery. Be prepared for right. that. If you're going to try and play this thing all the way through, you're probably going to need to charge your phone at some point, right. whether it's through an external charger or whatever it may be. Uh, but it, it was enjoyable. They do have uh, the characters involved with the same voices from the more updated, the modern version mm -hmm. of DuckTales that uh, unfortunately just uh, finished a, a, about a year ago or right. so. Um, but it was in, it was really a good time. They use a lot of the same pieces that they use, at least in this land, in, in this pavilion. Right. They used a lot of the same pieces they used for the uh, Agent P adventure right, right. as well. So it may seem a little bit familiar. And if you're looking for some of the spots, if you've done that, right. you're probably looking for a lot of the same spots. But right. just so you know, but uh, totally enjoyed it and looking forward to doing more of it as we get out there. Yeah, and, yeah, and definitely. Um, I think now I'm in some regards a little more intrigued to see how they're going to how they have converted it from Agent P to right. um, DuckTales. But again, if you've never done it, it, it is fun to try. Whether you're, you know, an adult alone or with kids or whatever, it's, it's just something different that brings you into the immersion of the, the uh, pavilion. Yeah, and it's a great thing to do when it's busy. Maybe right. the, the food booths, either you've had enough food or the food booths line are really long at the festivals or the attraction lines are really right. long. And so you know, do we really want to wait for you know the Grand Fiesta tour for 25 right, minutes? Right, right. Which is a long wait for the Grand Fiesta yeah. tour. Um, so you know, it's something that you can kind of do when it's that crowded. Does it just kind of be something different or just something different to do while you're there. But right. It, it is cool. Right. Or even if like, if it's really rain, if it's raining outside, yeah. most of them have something inside, not all, but most of them have things inside. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely check it out when you get there. I think it's a, it's a lot of fun and it's a, it's a different experience. We're all about trying new things and different things when we get to go to the parks. That's right. Uh, so as we said, we did that first. The booths finally opened and we hey. headed over to pick up the first thing that I think may be my favorite thing that we had from the entire trip. And that was, we went over to Pop Eats mm -hmm. and we got the tomato soup with pimento cheese, bacon and fried green tomato grilled cheese sandwich. I'm telling you the combination of those two things was spectacular. What did you think, sweetheart? I agree. I agree. It was really, uh, the, the flavors complemented themselves. I mean, what's Better than tomato soup and a cheese sandwich. Especially on a right? chilly day like right, that was. Right, right, yeah. And um, and considering that we we knew we were going to try a lot of dishes, I think it, having one plate was enough that we could each adequately sample. Now, if you're, you know, if you're really hungry and you're not going to go to a lot of booths, then, you know, you may want to keep one for yourself. But right. this, was, this was good. But, yeah, um, the tomato soup was great. It wasn't... Um, you know, like some are too creamy for me. This one just was a, a nice, you know, authentic kind of tomato soup. And um, a lot, the, the sandwich was thick. I, you know, yeah. it wasn't like... It was a good size for a half a sandwich. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was very well stuffed. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting because the first thing we tried was a taste of the soup. And we're like, oh, the soup is you know, not super salty, but it right. seemed like it was just a little, little salty. And we're like, oh. And the soup isn't as good as we expected. But then we had the sandwich with it. Right. And they paired off 
perfectly because uh, the, the sandwich is kind of rich. Um, it's that pimento cheese. It's got some good spice to it from right. the pimento. Uh, the bacon is meaty in there. The fried green tomato adds a nice, interesting texture and, and brightness to it. And then you get that soup, which right. couples to it and the kind of the acid and tomato from the soup breaks up the richness of the sandwich perfectly. It is really, really good. And I would imagine we didn't have the regular grilled cheese sandwich with it, but I would imagine the same could be said of that one as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I actually you, I wanted to try that one and we just didn't get a chance. Well, we to, are going to be going back before the, the festival's over. So we'll true. still have the opportunity if we so desire. That is true. Uh, so that was, I mean, right off the bat, that was a grand slam uh, home run, right. just Agreed. a fantastic dish. And we were really happy with our start uh, at the yeah. Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Then we went over to Gourmet Landscapes at the Canada Pavilion, and we had heard good things about this dish. The wild mushroom risotto with aged Parmesan, truffle shavings, and Zinfandel reduction. Got that dish and, well, maybe it evened the playing field a little bit. Michelle, what did you think about that dish? You know, it was too salty yes, for me. And but, but again, um, when how going back to what you said at the beginning, what may be uh, how you're experiencing something one day might not be the same as another day, you know. And so it may just be the batch that we had that one plate from could have been oversalted and that may not be the experience other people right. have. Otherwise, I think the flavor was really good and, you know, how it was prepared was great. Yeah, uh, the risotto was good. It was a nice and al dente, which you mm -hmm. never know when you're doing something like this, right. when it could sit for a while, it could go over a little bit, but it was uh, al dente. But again, um, I thought the salt... Uh, overpowered the mushroom flavor that right. you want. Uh, Parmesan tends to be salty itself. So yeah, that was, that added to it right. instead of, you know, kind of uh, accompanying the dish. Right. Um, but I mean, it was fine. It just could have been better. Yeah. yeah. To me, it definitely just tasted like somebody had over salted or double salted. Right. It, it yeah. didn't seem like that was what they normally would have been serving. Yeah, it wasn't as bad as the avocado mousse we got right. a couple years ago when oh we walked God, in. Yeah. That was just like, it was like you just were up at a salt lake right, yeah. uh, when you had that. But it was pretty salty. Uh, from there, we decided to do, hey, let's do a battle of the beet dishes. <laughs> because also at uh, Gourmet Landscapes, they had the blood orange braised beet tartare. Beet tartare, not beef. Beet right. tartare with mustard vinaigrette, <laughs> pickled clamshell mushrooms, and golden beets. And then we traveled over to France and stopped by, I'll never say this right, Le Art de la Cuisine Française booth and picked up the Millefeuille, oh no, Millefeuille den Betreveil à Herbe et Noir. Why don't you say it? No, because I'm just no, going to no. botch it. You're doing great. Et Noir de Cajou. Very good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but uh, it's another beet dish. It's a plant-based Napoleon with beets, cashew herb filling, uh, pepper pine nut sauce, and balsamic vinegar caviar. So Michelle loves her beets. <laughs> I like beets too, but she loves beets. Michelle, what did you think of these two dishes and who won the battle of the beets? So both dishes were really good. Um, you know, I think they were obviously prepared to be different types of dishes. You know, one was definitely elevated in elegance in how it was prepared. Um, so they both were beautiful dishes. Yes. They were beautiful. They both were beautiful. Um, 
the Canada one, I think uh, I, I really love both of them. The Canada wasn't the winner of my favorite, but I really enjoyed it as well. Um, I, I, I thought they had the seasoning perfect. You know, um, I was wondering with mustard vinaigrette, I like mustard and vinaigrette, but sometimes I feel like it's a, you know, it was going to be a little overpowering and it wasn't, it was, it was a, you know, really nice blend. Um, and, and so I liked it. I mean, you could definitely get the pickling. Mm-hmm. flavor more there um in the you know the one in france that's not what they were doing so the one in france i think was first of all visually stunning it really was really beautiful it was a delicate dish yeah it really was a delicate you know and when you think napoleon you think large this was um small it was like round it was like you know round like napoleon really thin uh beet slices right round beet slices you know but this cashew herb filling was so delicious and I was surprised how much it just really complimented mm-hmm. the beets really nicely um you know and it and then you know making sure you got a little bit of the sauce and the um the vinegar the balsamic vinegar caviar in so that each bite you had a little blend of everything I can see why they put them together on the plate because yeah. it was perfect it was a really amazing dish yeah 100 percent uh it hands down won the battle of the beet right. dishes the uh the napoleon uh it's it's it was beautiful but yet yeah, really really tasty and um and i'm not as big a beet connoisseur mm-hmm. as you are i like beets just fine right uh, but I really like that dish. That was a very, very good dish. The other one was good. It was fine, mm-hmm. it, but it, the other one just blew it out of the water. Right, and it was a lot. The one in France was a lot more pricey. Yeah, well, it was almost too. double. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it too. But yeah, yeah it was cool to do that. Though. It was. It was fun to kind of compare the two and find out which we liked more. And right. The one was definitely the winner. Uh, also from France, we got the frozen French martini which had Grey Goose Vodka, Chambord, mm-hmm. Pineapple, Orange, and Grape Juices with the Lemon-Lime Foam. Uh, it was a little cold, right. frozen French <laughs> martini that day, but it was delicious. Yeah, it, it really was. And yeah, I've had it before. It's always a hit. Um, but again, yeah, being cold, it, it wasn't as enticing. <laughs> to, you certainly couldn't take the big gulps. <laughs> It was good. I've been known to make French martinis for us at home. And mm-hmm. this is a slightly, obviously it's frozen. I don't make frozen like French slushy. martinis. Yeah. But uh, slightly different than what I do with it. But most of the same kind of ingredients mm-hmm. go into it. And uh, it was a it was a nice drink, yeah. to be, especially if it's a little warmer when right. you're at the parks. Uh, this is something I think you'll enjoy. Right. Exactly. For sure. From there, we went to get one of my all-time favorites, and that was we went to Goshiki in Japan to get the yes, the sushi <laughs> donut, which of course is a uh, is a donut-shaped sushi featuring salmon, tuna, shrimp, cucumber, and sesame seeds over a decorated plate of wasabi aioli, sriracha aioli, and eel sauce, and it never disappoints. I love the sushi donut. Mm-hmm. I could eat a sushi donut every day right. and be thrilled. Yeah, uh, it is so very, very good. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, um, it's first of all, when you, when it's presented, it's very pretty, it's very colorful, uh, as well. And, you know, just seeing how they've artistically just kind of laid the sushi over the rice or the, the, the fish over the rice, um, is really that visual 
preparation for the food that's there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's very tasty. Mm-hmm. Very tasty for sure. Uh, we got that and we took it over to the uh, the American Adventure because there's always good tables uh, at the American Adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also wanted to pick up a couple dishes there from the artist table. We picked up the duck and dumplings with smoked duck breast, ricotta dumplings, petite vegetables, and duck jus. And the one thing Michelle was really looking <laughs> forward to, which is the Symphony in Chocolate Flight, which has... Mozart chocolate liqueurs paired with white milk and dark sipping chocolates. Michelle, how was the sipping chocolates? The sipping chocolates don't disappoint. They're very, very good. Um, I think we one of the things we noticed this time, and, you know, spoiler alert, but we did get this dish another time too, but um, was, you know, and I don't know if it's because it was cold, but some of the temperatures of the chocolate may not have been at their optimum. Uh, for the like the dark chocolate, so it was almost like a pudding. I compared it to like a brownie batter. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it was still delicious. It was just uh, a little thicker than sipping. Yes, right, exactly. But that, again, that could just be the temperature outside affecting it a little bit too. Um, but yeah, delicious tasting. I think we talked about. It's like I, I wish though I could have said, okay, I I just want, you know, maybe three of the white chocolate one. <laughs> something like that but um it doesn't disappoint it's really really good you can also order it without the alcohol and i'm sure it's it's tasty too but why would you right just i mean the thing with the the just kidding totally understand why yeah well the thing with the um the alcoholic ones is it does add a flavor so it's not just chocolate you can tell they're a little boozy when you when you right they are boozy um but like one of them has like a strawberry flavor that accompanies it too so that's something that you experience only when you're having it with the alcohol Mm -hmm. um each one has a different flavor of the liqueur that is is accompanying the chocolate so it does give it a different you know it does change the flavor a little bit in a good way, but it does give that different from the non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. I uh, enjoyed it again. We've enjoyed it in the years past, and it still is great again this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so we enjoyed it twice. Right. Uh, it's one of Michelle's favorites, and I enjoy it as well. But this yeah. is definitely Michelle's dish. <laughs> uh, as for the other dish, we tried the duck and dumplings. Uh, I thought that was one of the best dishes we had. I was it was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Right up there. It's, it wasn't, again, the, the grilled cheese and tomato soup was number one for me. I don't know about for Michelle, but this was really right up there. It was really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, sometimes I think this one passed that in my taste bud profile, but yeah, I really thought they did a great job with the, the duck um, it, and, and how everything came together. Right. Uh, they cooked the duck really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was, because um, duck can be a little tricky to cook. Yeah. And I, I thought it was tender. It was it was beautiful. Uh, and you got that smokiness from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ricotta dumplings were a little bit dense, but they were still tasty. Mm-hmm. And uh, the vegetables with it were, were very good. Right. It, it, was, it was a really well composed yeah. and uh, delicious uh, dish. If you like duck, uh, highly recommend it. Exactly. For sure. So after that, we are kind of a bit full at that point. We just, <laughs> as you just heard all that food we've eaten. Uh, I think that the... The chocolate, the, the, the donut and the duck and everything just kind of put us over. We were a little full. So we decided to go ahead. Hey, you remember? We're DVC members. Right. There's a lounge at DVC. Let's go ahead and head up to the DVC lounge and relax. So we went up there and it's still the same great DVC lounge. Right. If you've ever been lucky enough to experience it, you get to go up there and have a seat to relax for a little bit out of the elements. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they have their soda machines there. So you know, we, we like the ginger ale and you like the Mr. Pib right, a little bit from right. there as well. They have some snacks there. And it's just a nice place to kind of chill for uh, about a half an hour or so. Yeah, that day was so cold. I did get the coffee. They have mm-hmm. a Keurig there and had some of the uh, 50th anniversary blend yeah. coffee. So did that. And then we were like, you know what? Do we really need to do that much more this day? I mean, we did living with the land mm-hmm. and we did a couple other things, but we we're like, eh, let's just go ahead and call it a day. Uh, we ended up picking up a few more things to take home with mm-hmm. us because that's what we like to do. When we go out to Disney, we will end up, especially if we're doing a partial day and then heading home and we're going to have dinner at home. Uh, we'll grab either some food from some of the uh, quick service restaurants right. or from some of these festival booths right. and sample a few things at home as well. Now, again, take this with a grain of salt when we talk about these next few dishes mm-hmm. because we picked them up there, you know, brought them home and then kind of reheated them. Yes. So, eh, you know. Um, they may have lost your, some quality. Yes, possibly. But I actually thought that most of the stuff that we tried and brought home was actually still pretty good. Right, yeah. You know? yeah. Actually, so, one of the dishes I think would be considered my favorite dish. Right. So here's what we ended up picking up and bringing home. We went to the Craftsman's Courtyard uh, near the Creation Shop, and we picked up a couple of the Beef Wellington with Mushroom mm-hmm. Duxel, Prosciutto, Puff Pastry, and Red Wine demi gloss and Baby Vegetables. We also picked up for Michelle, because she's a big fan of mussels, <laughs> the Cast Iron PEI, that's Prince Edward Island, mussels with sautéed tomatoes, garlic, and fresh herbs. And then we also went over to Mardern and we were test track and we picked up the angry crab, which is whole crispy soft shell crab with green papaya salad, mango sriracha fluid gel and coconut lime foam with pomegranate and mango crushed pearl. So we took those home, heated them up and enjoyed them. I did not have the mussels, um, but I did try both the other things and I thought they were both pretty darn good. Yeah. Uh, and they held up pretty well to transport home. Right. I would have to say that the angry crab was my all-time favorite of really? all the dishes we tried. Yeah, I thought it I, missed us a little bit, but it was really good. Well, and I accounted for the fact that because we had transported mm-hmm. it home, I think if we could have had it on the spot, you know, eaten it right away as, as it was served to us, it probably would have been fabulous. Mm. So I, account, I gave it some leeway because of that. Right. Uh, I thought that it was really good. Uh, the crab was really nice. Uh, the, the batter for it was flavorful and mm-hmm. it was cooked well. I just felt it needed like a remoulade or some sort of other kind of rich sauce True. to kind of yes. go with it uh, to go. I mean, the the, sal- the green papaya salad and some mm-hmm. of the other th- stuff was good, but it needed something else to go with it. Other than that, I, I, I totally right. agree with you. It was yeah. very, very good. Yeah. Um, as far as the beef Wellington, um, that was tasty. It was cooked well. The beef was tender. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoyed it very much. Uh, what did you think about the beef Wellington? Yeah, I enjoyed the beef Wellington too. I thought that was also right up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I didn't try the mussels. What did you think about the mussels? So I thought they did a great job of the of preparing the mussels because those things can get hard or chewy pretty easily. And that wasn't the case here. Um, I, I think the flavor profile they were going for was was a hit. Um, I, I know I've had their mussels with a different broth that I've prepared. I've preferred over this one. So, you know, it's hard when I'm comparing it to something that I've really loved to one that was, it was good. And if I had never had the other one, I probably would have loved this one. But I think in the back of my mind, I was kind of jonesing for the other one. 
Yeah. Uh, not that I don't like muscles. I do like muscles. I just sometimes don't want to put, go through the effort of getting this stuff out of the muscles. So I, I just let her enjoy that because I know she likes yeah. muscles more than I do. Um, but and they give you a good portion. Yeah, they do. They do. It is a good portion of muscles for sure. So that's good. So that was kind of it for our first trip out there. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was good. Uh, for the next trip, we actually uh, spent the night for this one. Mm-hmm. So we went out on the night of uh, the 22nd of January and which was the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we uh, went to the Festival of the Arts on Monday, the 23rd. Now, we did stay at a resort at Disney. Michelle mentioned it earlier. We will talk more about that resort stay later. You'll find out why in a little <laughs> bit. Um, but we do have more food to discuss. So while we're on the food topic, let's yeah. stick with more food. Uh, before we did anything else, we did get to Epcot and we picked up our pass holder magnets from Creation yeah. Shop. If you are a pass holder, be sure and stop by there while they're available to get your magnet. Uh, it's pretty easy. You just got to go in there, show your your pass and, they'll, and your ID, right. and they'll have them scanned in and ready to go for you. Yeah, they had a really nice process. What did you think about the magnet itself? It's adorable. I mean, Dumbo, come on. Yeah, it's, cute. <laughs> it's cute. We always love those pass holder yes. magnets, and we're happy to pick this one up this time because we've missed a couple the last few right. years. We haven't yeah. been able to get out there when they, when they were available. So it was good timing for us to be able to get this one. Exactly. Uh, from there, we went over to El Artista Amriento, at, uh, that was near Mexico, Mexico. Mm-hmm. and we picked up the carne asada, which is, to me, not carne asada, but it really is carne asada, but it's uh, chipotle marinated beef sirloin, sweet potato puree, and crispy fried onions. Michelle, what did you think of that dish? You know, I was really excited for it. Um, it was tasty enough. You're right. It wasn't carne asada. So I think, you know, we're just so Southern California right. that carne asada is marinated beef that is with uh, salsa fresca or pico mm-hmm. and guacamole. And, uh, you know, that's what I think of a carne right. asada. This was something a little different. Right. I mean, I have to say the sweet potato puree was delicious and it did pair well with the with the beef um, and the crispy fried onions, although there were just a few of them. Those were, were flavorful. Yeah. Um, I thought the beef was cooked well. It was tender. It just was missing something. That chipotle, it says it's chipotle marinated. <laughs> I got no chipotle yeah, from yeah, it. I it agree. needed some spice or something different to go with it to send it off. Um, it was fine. It just was not anywhere near my favorite dish right, at all. Right, Yeah, so just think of it like a, a slice, some sliced beef mm-hmm. on top of the, the um, sweet potato puree. Right, was, exactly. That was fine. Yeah, I think I was also dish. thrown off by the name of it. Like, yeah. it's not, I'm sorry, I'm grumpy. Know. He's not going to be a Funny, funny. Um, from there, we walked all the way over to Germany and went to the Pastoral Palette. Mm-hmm. And we did the red wine braised beef short rib with parsnip puree, broccolini, baby tomatoes, and all aged balsamic. Mm-hmm. And also, we got the wild boar cassoulet uh, with duck confit, ham hock, and wild boar sausage. Uh, what did you think of those two dishes, Michelle? Um, I felt like um, the the wild boar was a little salty to me. Um, it was okay, uh, but I'm not a big ham hock person. Um, the, the wild boar sausage was was fine, and the duck comfy was delicious. Um, but to me, the uh, the ro- the uh, short rib was excellent. Yeah. That dish was again. I would put that pretty high up. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, the, the short rib was cooked well. It was tender. 
Um, I went, well, I know you weren't crazy about the texture of the parsnip puree, but I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. And it was a good combination. It was a sweet for me. I was yeah. kind of surprised how sweet. Yeah. I think that part of that was also the balsamic along with mm-hmm. it there, but yeah. I, I thought it was a good dish. Um, I liked the cassoulet more than you did. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, at first bite, I was like, it's a bit salty, but then the more I got used to it, the more I mixed the, the kind of, it's a, it's a kind of a stew. Yeah. So it's kind of a bean stew with the sausage in there. And the more I was able to get bites combining them all it came together for me oh, and I'm, I'm not going to say it was one of my all favorite favorite dishes right but it was good and hearty mm-hmm. and it was still a little it wasn't it wasn't as cold as it had been the week before but it was still a little chilly in that morning and it was it was a good dish for that time right and again I think both of those portions were were good uh, they were definitely larger than I was expecting I'm not trying to make anybody think they're like a giant meal but they weren't just where you had one or two tastes right. you know we it, it had substance to it. Right, right exactly. Um, and um, we, I'm going to be honest with you, on this trip, we didn't end up getting as much food at the Festival of the Arts as we had done the week before or as we had initially planned. <laughs> and you'll find out why in just a little bit. But we weren't going to stop without capping off uh, our trip there without <laughs> pa- pausing by the American Adventure for another symphony and chocolate flight again. Um, Michelle's favorite. So we yeah, had to sample yeah, that again right. while we knew we could get it. And, you know, because yes, we do have plans to go out there again, but you know, we got to try and t- have it. And we also wanted to see if the consistency was any different uh, from this, from the first time we tried it, since we had the one that was like right. the brownie batter. And yeah. It was funny because I think it was a different chocolate that seemed a little thicker say, this yes, time. Yeah. The, yeah. It was the milk chocolate, um, which I, I'm okay with milk chocolate. I'm usually not a big fan of milk chocolate, um, but this one was good. And again, this one I think was the, the one that has the stro- more strawberry liqueur added to it. Um, I it was I think it's delicious, but you're right. That was the one that was a little bit um, colder than probably what they wanted to serve it as. Like as you're stirring in the liqueur, because it's on all on top, um, you could kind of see it was. I don't want to say chunky, but it it wasn't smooth. Yeah, it was funny. It Again, was a, it was a little bit more of that. What well, I don't think it was quite as thick as the dark chocolate the week before, but it was right. kind of still more of that yeah. brownie batter kind of right. consistency. Yeah. yeah. So again, I think. Uh, temperature outside was probably affecting it somehow too. Of course, for sure. Uh, But it was still delicious. Mm -hmm. Uh, We enjoyed it very much. And then we decided to do something we haven't done in a long time. Like I can't remember the last time we did this, but we had heard that they had done some changes to the show at the American Adventure, uh, that they had added some new animatronics. Mm -hmm. They'd added some new clips to the show. Again, we hadn't done that show in a very, very long time. So we decided it was just about showtime. Like, hey, let's go ahead and do this because, you know, how many opportunities will we get to check it out? Be right. there at the right time when this going on. There's some new things happening. So we went in there. First, of course, we checked out the Voices of Liberty, as right. you should do, uh, no matter whether you're going to go see the American Adventure show or not. If you're around anytime when the Voices of Liberty are in singing there inside the American Adventure, go and um, check them out because they are fantastic. Right. Yeah. The The sound quality in that room too is just uh, definitely something that complements it. And um, obviously in this shows how long ago we went, but um, they have new uh, costumes or, you know, what, what the, uh, the singers actually wear. It used to be kind of like the old Southern Belle kind of time frame and now it's it's just more modern a little more modern yeah um yeah suit nice dresses yeah um, but it was 
Uh, it was great. Uh, they're they're so spectacular. Their voices mm-hmm. and the way they meld together, it, it's always beautiful and heartwarming right. and wonderful. And they're um, they're great. I always see them after the shows. They 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 go and they mix and mingle with people right. after they yeah. perform. For for like I saw somebody there. We were waiting for the American Adventure show to happen for about 15, 20 minutes while we were there. And there was somebody almost that entire time just talking with some people out there, some one of the voices for Liberty. So uh, they are really interactive and fun and it's a great show. Now, as far as the American Adventure show itself, um, really, uh, it's, it it is a, it's a good show. I mean, it's going to, it's a long show Mm -hmm. and I could see, uh, we discussed this afterwards. <laughs> like we could see somebody going in there and falling dead asleep yeah. <laughs> in the middle of it, especially on a hot day right. or whatever, where you're exhausted and somebody tearing up watching right. it because yeah. it is very emotional. Um, and um, I think that we were more on the tearing up side watching it. This yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think we were, weren't there. We were still energetic. It was right. fairly early in the day. Yeah. Still, we went to so. like the 1230 yeah. show or right. something like that. Uh, it was, it was good. I mean, uh, some of, we saw some of the new animatronics. Um, I think the one that really stood out to me personally mm-hmm. was there's a scene there with the native American chief talking about, you know, how um, they lost their land right. and everything. And he was, the, the animatronic for that was so fluid and right. smooth. It was really, really impressive. Yeah. yeah very realistic looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they added, uh, I, I do think there were a few new animatronics there. It was a, it was a good show. Uh, they added some new film clips at the end. There's kind of a montage. If you've never seen it or if you haven't seen right. it in a long time, there's kind of a montage of America history uh, near the end, right. coming up to modern days. And so they've added some more modern stuff near right, the end right. of it. Yeah, some more current. Yeah. Yeah. So really good. Did you enjoy it? I did. I did. You know, it's one of those shows. It's It's lovely and it's great to see once in a while. It's not one that, Personally, I feel like I need to see it no. often or, you know, every trip for sure. But it, it is good once in a while to, you know, go back and check on it, you know, and be reminded of some things that are, you know, the classics part of it, but also to see, you know, how they're displaying the more current events. Right. Stuff, so. And it's uh, it's a great place, especially as it's, the days start getting warmer again. If you're looking for a place to get a seat <laughs> in some air conditioning, there yeah. are plenty of good seats always available right. in that theater. Yes. Uh, if you want to get in a good 20 minutes, half an hour out of the sun, yeah. out of the heat <laughs> and just sit for a while. That's right. Uh, maybe take a nap. Uh, <laughs> it is a great show to do that, but there is some great, uh, it is, it is good show and it is good um, to, you know, explore our American history right. every once in a while. Uh, from there, we went ahead and decided, oh, you know, let's go to the DVC lounge mm-hmm. again because, you know, we're DVC members. We got to take care of every perk we have. Uh, and then we decided, you know what? We've done enough. Let's go ahead and pick up a few more things to bring home with us. We had eaten a big breakfast. We had eaten. We'll talk about that in a yeah. moment here. Um, we picked up, we ended up, this is something that we wanted to try for a while. We went to uh, Vibrante in Vivido, uh, which is the Encanto Cocina. Uh, we picked up a couple of the chorizo and potato uh, empanadas mm-hmm. with the anato aioli. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we had to go just went standard and we went to La Halle uh, Boulanger Patisserie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we picked up some classic Napoleons from there and just brought those home. Uh, the Napoleons are always great. They're always a win. Everything at La Halle is fantastic. Yes. That is one of the best yeah, I think it's becoming more known now, mm-hmm. but it is one of those spots that if you're looking for a, a good sandwich, a salad, you know, some good baked goods, 
they are spectacular and some great stuff to take home with you as well. Right. And it's always really great now uh, seeing back the people. And I, I know we've, we've seen them in the past recently and I don't think we've mentioned it, but just seeing, you know, the, the, um, the, I guess they're students who are coming from other countries here and just to see that authenticity is yeah, good too. That is good. That is good. So um, the Napoleons were great. Uh, what did you think about the empanadas? Cause we, again, uh, uh, we took this home and heated them up. So again, take it with a grain of salt uh, when we discuss these. Yeah. I mean, considering this is kind of like a fried dish, I think it would have benefited from being able to eat it right away. I think it lost something, um, you know, in the, transferring of it back home and reheating it but all in all i thought the flavors were really right. really good i think uh that it, it's, it's a spicy dish mm -hmm. uh, it's got chorizo in it and the right. chorizo does come forward yes. in it uh but i thought it was it was just a little on the spicy side but if you like spicy food i think this is a pretty good dish um i, I think you'll enjoy it um i i enjoyed it i think i liked it a little more than you did because yeah. my spice level is different than you we discussed already right. earlier in the show mm -hmm. Um, but it was good and it was a, it was a nice thing to bring home with us. Yeah. The flavor was excellent mm -hmm. and you're right. I felt the spice was a little on the high level. I needed something other than just like drinking, you know, water or something like that to, you know, I know that doesn't cut the, cut cut the, the heat. Level, yeah. yeah. I know that, that that doesn't do it, you know? And so, you know, at your advice using some sour cream was helpful. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Uh, it was good. It was a good dish. Uh, enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, not my favorite dish, but it was good. Right. And like I think I had said, if, if I had eaten it at the festival, I don't know that I could have eaten the whole thing right. at one sitting because it right. just built on it with the heat. For sure. For sure. So now let's backtrack to our resort <laughs> stay. And we're going to go back to the afternoon and evening of January 22nd. As I got off work about 3 p.m. and we decided to head off to the Walt Disney World Resort. I had seen on the phone that uh, through the My Disney Experience app that we had received our room. I was, you know, at the uh, Polynesian Resort, which is good. You right. never know for sure when you're around three o'clock because sometimes you don't get those as four when you're at DVC. Matt. Right. You know, so one of the things I think that's also important to this is what we had reserved. Right. That we... Well, yeah, go ahead. Okay. We had, well, we had actually gone through several different renditions for this particular stay, but we, um, we, we started with a room at the Riviera, which right. we were thinking would be great for the festival of the arts until we found out that the skylighter was going down <laughs> for, uh, some, uh, work on right. it. So it's it was it scheduled work, right? For, yeah, it wasn't going to be working for that time. So we had to kind of pivot near the end of the week to try and find a different resort. Not that the, we could have still done the Riviera and drove over. That's right. fine. Or taken a bus. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. We, I, right. I we, think we were looking at the fact that we've been at the Riviera even recently. And if we're going to have to either take a bus or drive to Epcot, why not try something else? Right. Um, you know, either a resort we haven't tried before or, you know, just something else that we might also enjoy. And so we had made some changes, um, but ended up with, uh, that we had gotten the, just barely the day before, um, is the Polynesian, a standard room stay. So, um, using our DVC points, using our so DVC, it was going to be a deluxe yeah. studio with a standard view. Right. Right. And we were excited to see, you know, because we knew they had done some renovations since the last time we had been at the studios there. Um, and so we're kind of anxious to that. We know the three buildings where they, they have DVC and we had always gotten, uh, 
a lake view when we've stayed there. So this was going to be the first time that we had, but we had heard good things about the standard views and we knew we were just spending the night. Just one night yeah. and we we're going to be doing the Festival of the Arts right, anyways. Right, we so. were meeting with Justin Monorail yeah. and you know, we just had these other things right. planned. So. so that's fine. We can do one night. And we save points from standard. our other. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I looked at the room number. I'm like, oh, great. We're on the third floor. Perfect. Uh, we like being high up. Yeah. And, you know, and There's only three floors at the, the Polynesian right. Resort for most of the buildings. So the third floor is perfect for us. We were pretty happy. When we were arrived, we noticed something different. We looked at it again. And I mentioned, oh, it's in the Hawaii building. Right. And you're like. That's not DVC. The Diva Hawaii building is not the DVC building. Yeah, I know the not. three DVC right. buildings, and that's not oh, Hawaii. That's weird. <laughs> and I looked at it again, and I noticed something very interesting. And I didn't want to necessarily believe it. <laughs> I'm looking at it, and it's like club level <laughs> garden pool view for our room. I'm like, wait a minute. And we haven't even gotten out of the car yet. I'm right. Like, Are we in a club level room right now? <laughs> Right, which DVC does not have club level at the Polynesian. They have a club level or, you know, club concierge at uh, the, the Animal Kingdom Kadani Lodge. Is it Kadani or the Jumbo? I'm not sure if that's the, the, the club level is at Jumbo or Kadani. Yeah, I think it's Jumbo yeah. now that you're saying it. Um, yeah, but that's the only DVC um, club lounge that, if you were to use DVC points. Right. So anyway, we're like, is this real? Am I reading this right? <laughs> so we walked up to our building, you know, and we could tell because we asked the security guard as we were going in, like, could you tell us where the Hawaii building right. is? And he's like, it's here. I'm like, that is not the normal DVC spot. Right. But we didn't really want to completely yeah, he showed it on a map to us. Yeah. believe it until we got there. And so we walked up there and sure enough, the door we went through was, you know, opened up by these concierge people essentially for the club right. level units that were there. sitting in the, the main lobby right. of that building so checked us in and we're like oh, there's no. and, and they were like even telling us they said okay next time you come in you're going to use your arm your magic band right to get in you know or your room key um if you need anything you come here you don't go to the main lobby for right. anything we're here to serve you and it was like, whoa. Whoa. And then we went and we went to our room and we're like, is this still real? And we got to our room and then we tried first with our magic bands and the door wouldn't open. And we tried with our phones and the door wouldn't open. We're like, is it still real? Yeah, maybe they realized that we're not supposed to be here in this building. So I stayed there by the door. Michelle went back, got her magic band activated. It opened up and sure enough, there are our names on the television. Right. So that was the only time I knew for sure that yes. they had us in this room. We were in a club level room. And getting club level means that you get to visit the lounge right. there, the club lounge, uh, which means they had free drinks and snacks and all sorts of stuff and a view of the fireworks and everything. And we were getting set originally to, as soon as we dropped our stuff off, go hop a monorail and go meet Justin Monorail right. for the, you know, some little Festival of the Arts fun. We immediately pivoted really, yeah. really quickly. It's like, how? We're only here for a day. Are we going to get the chance to enjoy this right. if we go to Epcot? We can go to Epcot and the Any, Festival of the yeah, Arts. Anytime. We could go tomorrow if right. we wanted to. We need to take advantage of this. I hope Justin's willing to come over and <laughs> hang out with us. So I texted him and said, okay, we this is happening. Do you want to come join us? We had actually, before this, for different reasons, 
put an extra person on our reservation. Yeah. We actually put Scott, us on Scott. Cause, yeah, because even again, though he we wasn't coming with us. Yeah, initially we thought there might be a. We didn't know for sure, if right? That was going to happen. But also, we thought maybe we might go to the top of the world lounge, right. you know. So if we have three on our reservation and Justin wants to come with us, right? We have that availability for him, not knowing that this was going to happen. Yeah. So yeah, and he was like, "That's intriguing. Should I hop a monorail over?" And I'm like, "Yes, if you want to come over, come on, join us." We went to the lounge. He hopped on the monorail, came over. We started having some drinks and some snacks. He Right, because when we checked in, they had said um, they're just getting ready to hour. do happy hour and serve, you know, some snacks and hors-, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, and so we did that. He he got there. I ran down by the pool, the big pool there, uh, met him and buzzed him in. We figured it was okay because we had three people on our reservation right. anyway. We weren't trying to take advantage of the system and just let exactly. anybody in. Um, you know, For all they knew, he could have been staying with right, us. Right, And he could have. Um, but we, So we let him in and we just kind of hung out and for the evening, for a good portion of the evening and sampled some snacks and yeah. had some drinks. And just enjoyed ourselves in the lounge. Yeah, it was a really nice experience. The room is great because it does overlook the lake. Um, it It's like um, when the windows are like two stories. Uh, the room itself that you're in is on the second floor. Um, there is a third floor above, but it's kind of an open area by where the lounge is. And so you get a really good perspective of looking outside. Um and they had some really great, uh, it was pretty much self-serve. You had to go up to get things, but they did have people there who were, you know, very prompt at taking away dishes. It, it was all real dishes. It wasn't like paper, paper plates. plates or anything like that. Um, you know, and so they, it did look like they really tried to, to have a really nice presentation. Each dish was like um, individually plated you know, for a sample size of everything, but you could go as many times as you want. Uh, um, you could also go up. They had like cheeses and, and kind of put together a cheese yes, plate with right. some various things and some fruit and so forth. Right, exactly. Um, they had a nice selection of coffees and you could make your own, you know, and, and cappuccinos. Big Nespresso machine. Right, big yeah. Nespresso machine. Um, they had a cooler that had some sodas as well as some beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had on the other um, area, which was good because nothing seemed to get really crowded um, till breakfast. But anyways, <laughs> nothing, no place really got crowded because it, it, it seemed like you were, it had a lot of space for everybody to try different things. Right. Um, so yeah, that was really, really cool. I was surprised it, it wasn't, really crowded no. you know no. um so it just seemed like it was easy process to be able to get to food and go sit take it to your table and eat we actually sat at little um they had some little individual tables um and chairs chairs yeah not right like by the window right yeah so it, it was like a, a bar stool kind of table you know so it wasn't like a regular yeah we had to grab another when when justin got yeah, there we, we had, had to, to grab to, another little table right over with right us. they were just really we couldn't tight. fit all the plates right on yeah it wasn't like going to, uh, they did have some seating that was more restaurant like seating in the sense that you had a regular table like a booth and chairs yeah. and booths and stuff like that but you know we were right by the window and could just really watch um do people watching at just the time they got the water and the theme park yeah. across the way and they had you were also overlooking a beach area where a lot of people would be you know, hanging out in the mm-hmm. sand and just, you know, they had um, some chairs, what, Adirondack 
how do you say it? Adirondack. Yeah, thank you. Chairs and they had like other little things that yeah. people would be hanging out there. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, to, like you said, just people watch and just look out at the Magic Kingdom and the entire view of uh, Seven Seas Lagoon there. Mm-hmm. And right. it was just very enjoyable. We, uh, they had, um, like M- Michelle mentioned, they had sodas, they had some juices there, they had coffee, tea. They also had, uh, they had beer, as Michelle mentioned, mm-hmm. a variety of different types of beer, including uh, some from Hawaii, some right. of the Hawaiian beers. Uh, they did have a variety of wines, both mm-hmm. reds and whites and um, sparkling mm-hmm. as well. And I believe they had like an alcoholic punch there that Justin tried. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we, I stuck with wine. Um, you did too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was just enjoyable to, you know, just sit there and it was... And they had Pog. Yeah. Juice. They had Pog juice. Uh, just to sit and enjoy the the time there. And we talked, we brought Justin back to the room to kind of, because he hadn't, I don't think he'd seen the, as we hadn't either, right. the Moana re-theme to the right. resort rooms. And I think he agreed with us that it was, it was beautiful, subtle. Right. It was there. It didn't overpower the room, but right. it was it was just it blended really well with the theming. Right, right. I, I, I think somebody, especially if you didn't know the story of Moana, might not even notice anything. You you know, um it might like the picture they had of Moana in the room was she was actually had her back. She was like looking at the ocean. You saw her from the back. The ocean so you, and a big like Hawaiian mountain side. Right. So you know, wouldn't even. Polynesian. It wouldn't technically be Hawaii. Or right. Right. Be, Polynesian. Yeah. So you wouldn't even. If you didn't know the story of Moana, you wouldn't even know that was right. her. You would just think, okay, a Polynesian girl is looking at the ocean, you know, in the mountains. Um, things like that. So like you said, it, it was subtle. Um, but then there was things like I turned the corner and looking a little area i'm like oh it's hey hey there's hey hey i got all excited because i saw hey hey on the wall (laughs) so i mean um the other thing so about this room is that it was different than the villas in a few little things um i think overall square footage was probably the same but just how it was laid out no kitchenette of course yeah it's more of a hotel room, right so they did have a little stand that had um a keurig in the room and in a drawer that had, you know, supplies to go and with they that have a little fridge and they have a little fridge in there um, that, that kept things really cold. Um, and that was about it. Like in the villas, you would get also like a microwave and a toaster um, and more room, like a little kitchen or wet bar kind of thing, which was fine. Cause we were getting food from the lounge that was crazy good and plentiful. So we didn't need to have the little kitchen anyways. So that, that was kind of nice. Um, their bathroom is, you know, kind of like what you would think of a standard bathroom there. Um, so it's a tub shower, you know, and a sink. Whereas in the villas, um, especially at the poly, you have two separate rooms. You have one room that has a, you know, walk-in shower with a sink. And then you have the other bath, total bathroom that is a regular full-on bathroom with a tub shower, mm-hmm. um, sink, and toilet. Right. So... Again, um, you had here a little bit more room, maybe where the beds were, but less bathroom space. But all, overall, it was just beautiful. I felt, especially for just one night, I thought it was really, really, it was good. I could have stayed yeah. there for, well, I mean, the fact that it was club level didn't <laughs> yeah. hurt. Uh, right. But I could have stayed there just in the room itself uh, as it was for a couple of nights and right. been very happy with mm-hmm. it. Um, we did go out to the lanai and mm-hmm. uh, even though we had a garden view and a pool view, 
Uh, it didn't feel like it was loud. It was yeah, noisy. No, it was, you know, cluttered. Uh, it, 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 I mean, a lake view is spectacular, but I actually had, I, I really enjoyed our view from there. As a matter, if you saw on social media, mm-hmm. we posted a, a little video just kind of waking up that morning right. and, and spanning uh, the area, how nice it was and peaceful and everything. And yeah. it, was, it was a really fun view considering it wasn't looking at the lake right. or looking at a theme park or whatever. Right. It, was, it was really enjoyable. Yeah, we had a beautiful sunset, very, you know, gorgeous colors and, you know, kind of looking towards the uh, Great Ceremonial Hall. And so it it felt very immersive in that kind of a way versus the lake view where you, your eyes tend to look at the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So here you really got to appreciate, you know, how it felt to be, you know, whether yeah. you're saying Hawaii or Polynesia or whatever, you just get to really appreciate the, you know, the landscape. Yeah, it felt we've been to Hawaii many, many times mm-hmm. in our lives. It felt more like a Hawaiian vacation yes. for that one night than yes. maybe necessarily a Disney vacation for that right. evening. Uh, it was just really, really enjoyable. Love the rooms. Uh, highly recommend them. Mm-hmm. They are they are great. Uh, so we said goodbye to Justin. It was time mm-hmm. for him to head on back. Uh, and then we were going to go take a walk around and we realized that the fireworks were going to uh, happen over earlier, at Magic yeah. Kingdom. We weren't expecting them to be so early. I thought we, we were thinking more around nine. nine yeah, it was like 8.15. 8.15 was yeah. their, their time, yeah. So we tried to rustle, uh, to hustle back to the lounge to see because they had those big windows right. and they said that they're, you know, you can go in there and check them out and everything. And we went in there, but that was the one time I think I really felt like it was super right. busy in there, yeah, which makes crowded. sense. Yeah. But we were able to go just back outside uh, and find a spot nearby there where right. we had kind of uh, actually a pretty good view of the fireworks over mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom uh, with the music piping in right there at the grounds of the Polynesian. Right. I mean, I think the, you know, Polynesian is known to be a, a place where p- anybody can go, whether even if you're not staying at the resort, you know, if you want to take the monorail there or whatever, you can um, go outside and you're going to hear the music, you know, complimenting, you know, or the, the firework music. Um, so you can watch it there and you're right. Um, in the lounge there, if you weren't right up the front row, you got a little bit of glare. From yeah. They the, cut the lights to try yeah. and cut the glare a little bit, but you, you couldn't stand too far back. You'd right. still, it would distract from the fireworks. Yeah. Themselves. So it, it, it un, you know, you know, even if you go to top of the world lounge, you're not inside watching right. the fireworks. So, um, it, yeah, it was definitely better going outside to really experience the fireworks yeah. there. So we did that, and then it was, you know, it was enchantment. It was mm-hmm. a good show. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I thought the view was really good. Uh, the music was you know, came through really well. Right. And it, it was great. And then it was wrapped up, so it was back in the lounge, and it started to clear out pretty quickly, which yes. we are very happy with. Uh, but then they break out the desserts at the yes. lounge, um, which were, you know, they had some uh, more uh, assembled desserts, but mm-hmm. they also had like some cookies, and right. some fruit, some other things you could sample. They had liqueurs out, more wine, beer, of course, uh, coffee, all that stuff. And we decided to sit down and sample many of the desserts they had to offer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun. The liqueurs surprised me that they pulled those out, um, you know, so you could get some they had some Baileys and some Angelico, Kahlua. There was a couple others. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that was really nice to be able to enjoy that. I think that's when we also took advantage, or at least for me, took advantage of get having like a cappuccino yeah. and, you know. Um, but yeah, it was great. And um, 
even when like they stopped bringing out more food they weren't rushing you right. out. They would tell you last call, you know, like if they were going to say, okay, we're going to stop serving, um, you know, the the dishes, the food or whatever. They would say, if you want to go get some more, we're going to be taking it about 10 minutes, taking it all down. So it was nice that they did things like that. Yeah. So we, you know, had you know, a little bit of that. I, I had some, uh, had some wine with the desserts, and then I grabbed a decaf coffee and poured a little bit of a, the liqueur in there mm-hmm. to take on the outside with us. We walked around the grounds and examined uh, the Polynesian right. because it's so beautiful at night with all the torches lit and yes. everything. It's just, it is one of those grounds. Like, you know, there are some beautiful resorts at, at the, the Walt Disney World mm-hmm. Resort as far as especially in the interior of right. them. But this, I, and I think I made this comment when we were walking around, as far as just grounds to walk around on mm-hmm. and check out, it is just, it, it's a fun walk and it's very immersive and right. enjoyable just to walk around the grounds of the Polynesian Resort, especially yeah. at night when the torches are going. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I think I would compare it to uh, an experience of similar going to the grounds at the, um, not Fort Will, yeah, not Fort Will, Wilderness, Wilderness Lodge, Lodge. Yeah. Um, where you just kind of feel that specialness of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that with the poly, it's just just like that too. It's just, like you said, beautiful grounds, the tiki torches you just feel really special with. There's some very light music playing in the background. Um, mm-hmm. So it just feels like a great vacationing mm-hmm. kind of spot. Right. Uh, so we enjoyed that, and then uh, we decided we would call it a night. Mm-hmm. Went back to the room, got some sleep, got up the next morning, and of course, what do you do when you're club level? <laughs> you go to the lounge for breakfast right. as well. So you know we got to take advantage of that. So we went there, and uh, what did you find for breakfast there at the lounge? Mm, they had a lot to offer, more than for- I expected. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, you know, they they had kind of the standard things of where you could get bagels. Uh, they had, it said whole grain English muffins. It, <laughs> I know, they tasted really too good, I think. But who knows? Maybe they just really stumbled upon a great uh, vendor. Um, you know, and some fruits that you could take, you know, like bananas and oranges and things like that. They had cereals. Uh, what was nice, they were like in the individual packets. So you weren't like trying to pour into a bowl from mm-hmm. a, you know, a, dis, a dispenser or whatever. Uh, they had um, also oatmeal with toppings, different mm-hmm. toppings to have on that. Um, that was the one time I thought was a little misplaced because people were taking time to put different toppings and that was right at the same corner where the uh, coffee machine was. So it uh, did get a little bit congested right. there that some people couldn't get to the coffee machine even though there were like two, two different spigots for the coffee machine because... There was already several people at the um, oatmeal station. But they also had like um, scrambled eggs that were wonderful. They were tasty. Yeah, they were very tasty. They weren't dried like you sometimes get, you know, at a buffet. They had some pancakes. um, Ham. Ham, yeah. So they really had a nice variety of things. Yeah. Uh, it was, I kind of compared it to a, a, just a slightly elevated, like if you go to like a, let's just say, you know, a Hampton Inn or right. whatever, you know, what they, you would find there at their mm-hmm. little complimentary breakfast right. buffet that goes with it. It was like that only a little bit better right. than that. Yeah. Um, and just how they presented Right. It. And, yeah. and the options you have there, they did have the pog juice, which mm-hmm. is a lot of people's favorites, right. uh, along with regular orange juice and so forth. 
uh, they did have the regular coffee and you had the Nespresso machine where you right. make a more of an upgraded coffee. Uh, they had Danishes there. They had like a guava Danish that was tasty, but what I really loved, I fell in love with these. They had these mocha white chocolate little mini muffins. Right. And like I could have sat there and if I wasn't trying to, you know, try other food, I could have just sat and popped those things in yeah. my mouth with a cup of coffee all right. morning because they were so delicious. Um, but it was just nice. It was a good way to start the day, you know, get a little breakfast. Yeah. Us, you know, I mean, it probably hampered as we, you heard before, uh, sampling some of the food right. at the, uh, Epcot International Festival of the Arts, but that's okay. We, you know, how often are we going to get a chance to enjoy this? Like we did. Club level, yeah. yeah. Total pixie dust right. uh, moment for yeah. us. Yeah. So unexpected. So spectacular. Um, you know, kudos to the cast that worked there. Um, they're having to really go around and, and clean the tables yeah, frequently. Especially since there's so many little plates that yeah, they have to deal yeah, with. Yeah. yeah, that was one thing. You didn't have like, uh, especially at breakfast, and I, and I get it, I get why, but you didn't have like a normal plate, like a dinner plate size where you could get a bunch of things. So you could just take a, a little bit of something and, and you'd have to go back and get a new right. plate. Exactly. But, uh, but again, it, it, was, it wasn't paper plates and right. plastic utensils so so we did that went to breakfast got our gathered up our stuff in our room did check out went to the epcot international festival of the arts but we weren't done with the lounge <laughs> yet because and we weren't sure like i think we can get back in but you never know so we you know put our stuff in the car went to the to the park took the monorail back went in there and we're like okay we're going to try our magic bands just to see if we get back in got back in because yeah. you still can you're still technically part just like you can go to the pool or anything else for that day right you still can yeah. do it um as if you're having a flight or whatever later so we stopped by there one more time they did have a, a few things out for mm -hmm. people that wanted to this was prior to happy hour and right. i think post lunch i think they yes. did bring out more things for lunch there as well um, they didn't have a lot of stuff out, but there were still some mm -hmm. little snacks available for you. There was staff on site. And if you wanted to get a glass of wine, right. uh, they would go back in the back. Yeah. They didn't have the bottles out or anything to help yourself, but they would grab that for you. I know that you took advantage of that. I was driving home, so I didn't have any more. Right. But you were a passenger, so you could take advantage <laughs> of it. And you got a little, a little glass of sparkling uh, wine and uh, we sat and just kind of enjoyed a little last little moment of this pixie dust that we got with the club right, lounge. Exactly. I didn't even know, you know, because they didn't have any of the wines out or anything like that. And it was afternoon prior to happy hour. I figured they probably aren't serving any alcohol, but I start as I was getting some other snacks together, I did hear somebody ask for, and they were like, Oh, of course. And they would go in the back and come back and, you know, and so there was several other people asking for more, you know, so I thought, oh, I guess I can do yeah. this. So just have it and, uh, you know, just to make it a little bit more exciting Absolutely. experience. I would have done know? it too if it weren't for that I was driving home. I would have grabbed a, a glass. I really liked the Sauvignon Blanc. I had right. There. I would have grabbed a glass of that, but I had to drive home. So I decided to avoid it at that point. But it was just nice to have that one little last moment in there and enjoyed it and had a couple little snacks. And yeah. then it was time to head on home. But right. it was really, really special. We felt really, really lucky, blessed. Yeah. It's one of those pixie dust moments that you get every once in a while from Disney. You can't expect it. Right. They just happen magically. And this was one of those that we will always remember. Yeah. And just don't understand how it happened or why it happened or anything like that. Um, like I said, we happened on this room 
the day before the trip um, that it said it wasn't available most of the day. I just had checked. I was checking different things because again, started thinking about, Hey, if we're going to go, maybe we can take monorail from the poly, you mm-hmm. know, and thought that totally was, made sense. Yeah. So, Hey, we can get to Epcot on a monorail. That's awesome. And uh, figured that also we'd be able to see some of the behind the scenes of what work was being done at Epcot because you're taking that monorail in. You right. get to go kind of circle that area. Um, yeah, we did get to see a little bit of the, yeah. the, the, was it the um, Path of Water. I'm right. trying to remember what yeah, it is. Moana's Path of Water. Or I'm, like I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, I'm yeah. blanking on it right at the moment. But um, we get, get to see a little bit and you can see it coming together there. Still a lot right. to do, but it's coming together. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I like like I said, I don't know why it happened, how it happened, who to thank. The journey of water, that's what it is. Yeah, called. that's right, the journey of water, you know, uh, of getting that club level room. Um, I, for all we know, it could have just been a mistake or it yeah. could have been just that that's what somebody canceled at the poly and they gave it to us. I don't know, but it, you know, definitely wasn't a DVC room and it was super super duper uh, we spectacular were very very lucky uh, to yeah. get it and um it was it was fun and it was good so to hand and also share a little bit of that with justin monorail one of our good friends as well right um, and it also gave us the idea that hey maybe we would <laughs> use our point sometime at um you know the animal kingdom lodge villas to get a club level get a club level because yeah. it's really not that many points difference and it's like hmm, maybe yeah, so. maybe yeah. Maybe it definitely, definitely. We never really thought about it before. Right. We've done club level at Disney at Disneyland. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, paying for it, not using DVC points. Uh, and it was fine. Right. Um, this felt better. Yeah. Yeah. This was the one we've done yeah. before. Yeah. So, very cool. Anyway, uh, that was it. Um, we had a great time at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, and you know, just the bonus. It would have been great even with without the room, right. the special room. But it was a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to going back more. Hopefully, some of these uh, dishes that we tasted and gave you our opinions on will help you uh, in the future. Right. Yeah. And that is our look at the fun and food at the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. As always, whenever we do one of these recap shows, we always go way too long. So yeah. I'm just going to whip through these Sorry, Disney stories of the week really quickly. I think people wanted to hear about the food and stuff, and the, you know, having the special. If we had just had a normal room, we would not have spent 20 minutes talking about a normal room. You that know, so, <laughs> so that kind of added to it as well. But let's go ahead and get to the Disney stories of the week. I do have a couple for you. I'm going to start with: We received more details about what to expect when Tron Light Cycle Run debuts at the Walt Disney World Resort. Mm-hmm. This from the Disney Parks blog. They said it should come as no surprise. Tron Light Cycle Run opens. It will use a virtual queue. So know that going in. Of course, we have some of the previews coming up. Cast members first. Probably some AP previews and some DVC previews right after that. But when it opens up to the general public, you will need to be on your My Disney Experience app at 7 a.m. and probably again at, I think it's, is it 1? I think it's 1 p.m. Maybe it's 2. One of the later on in the day to try and secure that boarding group for Tron Light Cycle Run. Now, if you don't get that boarding group, you will also have the opportunity to purchase an individual Lightning Lane intro through the My Disney Experience app. That doesn't mean you need to purchase Genie Plus to do it. 
you can still purchase this a la carte without right. buying Genie Plus. Um, but that will also be another way to get into this attraction once it opens up. Right, right. Cool. Uh, also, Tron Light Cycle Run will have a double-sided and digitized locker system that will be used to store bags and loose items while you're while you race your light cycle. Uh, inside the attraction queue, these complimentary lockers pair directly with your Magic Band or Magic Band Plus or your ticket media, so you can easily lock and reopen your locker with a quick tap. A guest without a Magic Band or other ticket media, such as a card, will be provided with a card to assign um, that will be assigned to their locker. Uh, so you'll need to put all your items in there. You can't carry your backpack or any of that right. uh, while you're on light cycle run. However, there will be a small compartment on the attraction itself. If you want to bring your cell phone, glasses, your wallets or whatever, you can put right. those in there. Um, but again, uh, you will not be able to bring a backpack or a, uh, an umbrella or whatever right, you might right, have otherwise yeah. with you uh, onto the attraction itself. Which totally makes sense. Yeah. It's going to be a speedy one. Uh, they don't want all that bulk there. And you can see kind Hard of the fall way, out. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of the way it's it's situated that we're uh, having a backpack with you. you know, the, the, it's not like your regular car where you can put it down by your feet right. and kind of hold it in or whatever. It's a different yeah. experience. So uh, you'll need that for there. Uh, also, you'll be able to relive your race through this dark computerized world when you preview an onboard photo and video automatically linked to your My Disney Experience account. So yes, an attraction photo that will, and video apparently that will go along with it uh, once you get off that attraction. So Very cool. Fun. We'll get to see Michelle's terrified face <laughs> yeah, while she's on totally. it. <laughs> uh, very exciting. Can't wait to hear when these uh, previews are coming out. Yeah. Looking forward to our chances to go on it. Right. Hopefully right. then. And, we will tell you, of course, all about it after that as well. Hopefully not for an hour and a half. Right, know. yes. <laughs> uh, moving on. This was really interesting to me. There are plans in the works to bring a Pixar fan favorite movie to Broadway. Mm, do wow. tell. This from Playbill.com. They said, stop the presses at a January 24th Disney on Broadway concert at Walt Disney World's Epcot performers Mandy Gonzalez and L. Steven Taylor announced that Coco, <laughs> Pixar's 2017 animated film that explores the identity and legacy through De, La, De Los Muertos, will be coming to the stage. That's awesome. That is that great. What a great movie to yeah. bring to Broadway. I, I'm all for this right. completely 100%. Taylor said, quote, this tale of family fun and adventure inspires a young musician named Miguel to go on an extraordinary adventure to the magical land of his ancestors with a score by Michael Giacchino and additional songs from the composer lyricist team from frozen Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. Coco is now in development at Disney on Broadway to become a live stage show. End quote. Of course, the production was announced as being in the earliest stages of the development. Uh, additional details have not yet been released, but should Coco come to the stage, it would be arguably the first time Disney Theatricals has brought a film to the Broadway stage that is not a musical on screen. Of course, Coco has great music right, in it, right? But and it is very important to the storyline. But it's not like you know you see where they're singing, singing through dialogue lines, essentially right. or whatever. So it's going to be a little different. However, uh, according to this story um, from Playbill.com, Lopez and Anderson Lopez explained at the time of the film's release, they had originally written a musical treatment of the film 
prior to them kind of doing a tonal shift of the movie. Only time will tell, they say, if the original material makes it back into this stage version. So they may have some things. Right. Part of the reason why they decided to do this is we already kind of have some Something extra right, songs available. or whatever written uh, to kind of... Sure. We already have a head start, essentially. Right, on right, it, so. exactly. That's so, cool. Yeah, we love no, that movie. Yeah, I think it, it fits well into becoming a, a play. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, that will be great to see if this, again, this is, uh, you know, they could start it and say, no, nope, it just doesn't work. Right. Um, we can't figure it out, but uh, hopefully least, yeah, something comes from it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's exciting news. So that's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because, <laughs> well, she's awesome, wonderful, all things great in the world. You know she does the best research. She has the best list. I'm convinced she gets the best pixie dust for her, <laughs> for us, because she's so awesome. One thing I can say for sure, she definitely has the best tip. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, you're so sweet, honey. I was going to actually do something else, but I think it's a little too long. We've gone too long. So I'm going to give a real quick one. Um, I definitely wanted to go with Disney Cruise Line tip because we're just so excited about our upcoming trip. So if you're traveling with little ones, I mean, I'm talking like the real little ones, um, you can request fresh pureed vegetables, either in the rotational dining rooms or in the in-state room dining rooms or in-state room dining, if you'd like. So if you have a little one that's, you know, starting to appreciate vegetables, um, a really little one, a real little one. Yeah. Um, then you can definitely request to have pureed vegetables and have fresh pureed vegetables. That's important for sure. For so many that are just starting to get to that solid food stage. Right. And, you know, you want to continue that on and not have to feel like you have to bring a bunch of baby food on board exactly. or whatever. So exactly. that's good. So Michelle's tip, always the best tip. <laughs> My tip is going to refer directly back to what happened to us with a little pixie dust moment. And I'm going to tell you right off the bat that it never hurts to add an extra person or two to your reservation (laughs) because you just never know what's to come. Now we did this again, you know, not knowing what was going to happen and thinking maybe the top of the world lounge. And that's a good portion. Why you want to do that. I mean, they may let you bring other guests to the top of the world lounge with you that aren't on your reservation, but they say, you know, you're supposed to have everybody that goes with you on your reservation. So it can't hurt. Now, I'm not going to say you're going to get a you know, pixie dust club lounge everywhere. And so you're going to be able to have that ability to bring your friends right. in the club lounge. And you shouldn't take advantage of that. But if you put another person or two on your reservation, eh, you never know what might happen <laughs> from that and how there might be a benefit. And what does it really hurt you in the long run by right. having them on your reservation, even if it's still just two, three, four of you in the room, whatever. If you can fit another person on that reservation... Maybe something comes of it. And you never know if you need to actually use that for somebody who's like, okay, maybe this, uh, maybe this person drank too much. They shouldn't hit the road. (laughs) We we checked Justin out. He was okay to hit the road. We're okay. We think you can ride your monorail home. (laughs) We send him on his way. Get out of here. Go. We got some desserts and more liquors to sample. True. Uh, anyway, um, it doesn't hurt to, 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 to just go ahead and throw another right. name on there if you have that available to you. So anyway, that's it for this week. Next week, well, we've alluded to it a couple times in this show. We'll be heading on the Disney Wish for the very mm-hmm. first time. Our very first Woo-hoo! cruise aboard this brand new Disney ship. 
And we'll be back at the end of the week and we'll be excited to tell you all about our experiences. Spoiler free, we're not going to give too much away, but right. we will tell you what we thought of the ship and where we had the most fun, where we thought right. things could have been better, right. uh, whatever it may be. But it's, we'll be very excited to talk about it for sure. Right, yeah. If there's some information that's better to know ahead of time. For sure. To prepare for. For sure. So. That's next week. As for today's show, we appreciate that you join us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. You want to find us there, just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account. Podcast at gmail.com. And if you appreciate the show and haven't had an opportunity to give us a review and five-star rating, we'd really appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. And thank you for everybody who has already done that. Thank you so very much. And thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.